Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. My name is Chris Rogers and I am your host. It is so lovely to be with you again today. Hey, thank you for spending a bit of time uh, with me today as we talk a little bit more about the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, uh, this teaching, these announcements uh, that Jesus makes. Um, we're going through a whole series and if you're jumping in now and you've not listened uh, to the previous episodes on the Beatitudes, you might want to skip backwards a little bit because Jesus's uh, Beatitudes, they're kind of building up. They're, they're, they're building upon previous arguments and previous statements and Jesus keeps using this recurring phrase, blessed are the, which would best be translated as, you know, you're in the hands of God when. And these announcements make sense when you know two things. Firstly, Jesus really is saying you are in the best place when you're in the hands of God. And the other thing that makes sense is when you understand that the Beatitudes are essentially announcements of what the kingdom of God is like. You know, the world works in one way. And God's world, the kingdom, works in another way. And what we can find is God's kingdom is upside down compared to the world. Or you could say uh, that Jesus's announcements, these blesseds, is God writing the world that is upside down. That in our sinfulness, our head is upside down. We're thinking in an upside down way. And that in these statements, these beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is writing our thinking and turning us upside down. So he's correcting the way that we think. Now, let me just pause on that again just for a second. We think the world works like this and Jesus turns the world upside down. Or, you know, the, the upside down kingdom. The kingdom is upside down in contrast to the world. But it's actually that the world is upside down and Jesus is correcting our thinking to think the way that God thinks. Now, I'm sharing all of that with you because this. Today's beatitude is almost like a window into the nature of and the character of God. And if you want to understand what the character of God is like, we see it in today's blessed. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Not blessed are the strong, for they will claim strength or claim mercy. Uh, those that are intelligent will claim something. Uh, those that are quick-witted, they'll claim something. No, Jesus says, actually, it's those that are merciful that will obtain mercy. And we're getting a window here into God, you know, the God of mercy. If you want to know how God sees the world, he sees the world through a framework of mercifulness. If you are merciful, then you will be shown mercy. So that's what we're going to be exploring today's episode blessed are the merciful so if you haven't listened to any past episodes you might want to jump in and do that if not you're going to get a lot out of today's episode for sure super practical by the back end of this episode uh, friends welcome to making disciples my name is chris rogers if we've never met before hey it is super nice 
to meet you. It's nice to spend time with you. Uh, I'm a vicar in East London. I lead a church over here in East London, All Hallows Bow. Written a bunch of books that you might find helpful. I just want to reference one of them. Uh, Apprentice to Jesus. It's it's a guide to working out what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus. And over 40 days, it just helps you walk through uh, practical steps for looking more like Jesus each day. And if you've not seen that book, Lent is fast approaching and you might find that really helpful. It's called Apprentice to Jesus, Walking 40 Days in the Way of Jesus. Uh, You might find that helpful. There's a link in the show notes uh, if you want to track that book down. But here we go. We're going to jump straight into today's episode. Looking at blessed are the merciful for they are the ones that will obtain mercy. So here we go. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. So as I was just saying in the introduction, the world is upside down. And in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is coming to turn our heads upside down, to correct our thinking so that we actually behave and act in the same way that God behaves and acts. So Jesus is correcting our thinking. What thinking is Jesus trying to correct Jesus is trying to correct our thinking when we say you just need to stand your ground don't let them push you around uh, you need to show that you are strong so you know you know you just need to sh- show that strength don't show them any compassion uh, you know the world says you just need to show that you're right and if you're in an argument with somebody just shout louder the loudest one will win I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode. I've sat, I have a coffee shop and I sit in my coffee shop, you know, often watching people while I'm working and just watching two East Londoners go from having a nice, quiet conversation to have a blazing row. And each of them had to say what they were saying just a little bit louder and 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 a little bit louder louder, till they won. It was almost like the one that could be the loudest would be the rightest. And Jesus speaks into this worldview about being right. And he says this, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. The word mercy in the Greek, you know, the the New Testament is not written in English. It is written in Greek. Uh, The Greek word here we translate as merciful. It's the word elios, E-L-E-O-S. Elios. And Elios uh, can be translated uh, nicely as compassion for those who are afflicted and a desire to release them from their affliction. So it's got kind of a couple of um, different angles on this. So Elios being merciful is recognizing that somebody is in affliction and having a desire to release them from that affliction. So that's the, the word merciful. In other words, when Jesus says blessed are the merciful, he's talking about the people who can see the situation of others, has compassion on them, and this compassion moves them to action, to do something about it. See, being compassionate, you can have a compassionate heart, but do absolutely nothing about the problem that they're in. You're brokenhearted for a situation somebody's in, but mercy is compassion and action going together. 
So blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. So the merciful are ones who see the problem, the oppression, the affliction that somebody is in, and then recognizing that there needs to be an action that comes alongside that that liberates them from that oppression. So compassion and action side by side, these two things in hand in hand is what we call mercy. So compassion towards those who are afflicted and choosing to do something about it. That's what mercy is. So a few other thoughts on mercy, really. Let's just try and get our head round this word mercy and be merciful. Mercy doesn't always involve grand moments or grand gestures. Mercy is something that we daily live out. It's not something that has to be some grand gesture, showing mercy to somebody in debt and liberating them from those big debts. Mercy is a daily practice. It doesn't have to have these grand moments. It can have a daily implication to it. Mercy goes gently with people and it uh, influences how somebody else behaves. Um, Mercy goes gently with somebody and it's then influencing how they behave. So a really good example of this would be in an argument. If you are in an argument and you are fighting to be right and they're fighting to be right and you're right against right against right against right, things escalate. But when we are merciful, walking with this mercy, we can choose to go gently. I don't need to push. I don't need to push to be right. I can go gently with this. And my gentleness now influences how the other person behaves. Choosing to say, hey, I can, I can see we're in a disagreement right now. I, I can see where you're coming from and I want to be really gentle with you here and I want to be really gentle together. Um, let's talk this through carefully and let's make sure we're listening to each other. That kind of gentleness can influence how the other person behaves. And rather than it escalating, it can be like putting the cork out of the bottle and you release the air and it just takes the pressure out and now it doesn't turn and escalate into a big argument, but now it turns into a conversation. So your mercy, your, your gentleness in this mercy can influence now how somebody else behaves. Let me put it like this, another thought on mercy. Mercy is the fruit of compassion. So let's put it like this again. Mercy is an action. And it is the fruit of a heart that is compassionate. Compassion is a feeling that we have, this heartbreak. Well, mercy is an action, a fruit of having a compassionate heart. So somebody who has a heart filled full of compassion and love, this feeling that they have, when it becomes an action and they're now activating on that feeling of love, this feeling of generosity, now it becomes mercy, becomes a fruit becomes an action that somebody is living out let's just look at a a dictionary dictionary definition for a moment of mercy because this could be helpful as well so a dictionary definition of mercy would be this mercy is a mission performed to relieve suffering It's, it's an event to be grateful for 
It's the compassion of forgiveness shown to somebody. Mercy is compassion in action. So according to the dictionary, mercy is a mission performed to relieve the suffering of somebody else. So when Jesus says, blessed are the merciful, he's not just talking here about being somebody who is forgiving. That you know, If you are forgiving, then you'll receive forgiveness. And not, it's more than that. He's kind of pushing it beyond that. Mercy is choosing to see the mess that somebody else is in and choosing to put action to that heartache to make a change in somebody's life. That That is mercy. Choosing to be different. Okay. I want to unpack this by looking at the two different ways. We'll look at the way the world works. Then I'm going to try and help us unpack the way that the kingdom of God works. So the world, friends, the world says this. Uh, bless or show mercy to those that can pay you back. The world says, uh, look, show mercy to those that are going to show mercy back to you. But if somebody's not going to show mercy to you, sack them off. Forget that. No chance. You know, don't be merciful towards them. Because we live, friends, in a transactional world where every relationship can be boiled down to what can I get out of this? And for so many people, we we only want to have relationships that we can get something out. And if we can't get something out of this person, forget them, move on, ignore them. We don't need them in our lives. So we tend to have compassion or the world tends to have compassion on those who can co- have compassion on others us or compassion on those that will owe us back Uh, I do know people who will be compassionate to those that they can now use that as a you owe me I was compassionate to you I showed mercy to you you owe me now and and someday I'm going to come and cash that in because you owe me one that isn't the way the kingdom works that's the way the world works uh, I was with a friend, I was with a couple of friends, uh, maybe it's maybe about two or three years ago. And when I tell you the story, you might tell them and say, gosh, they're not great friends. I'm calling them friends, people that I know that I was spending some time with. And this particular person, we were in the queue, uh, we were buying lunch, and one of the guys in the queue realised that he'd not got any money on him. And one of the guys at the top of the queue I will call my friend Uh, but this friend refused to pay for this other friend's lunch and his reason for it it was this he said because that individual is never generous to them why should he be generous to them so this he would say that this this friend they've never been generous to me they've never done anything kind for me they've never done anything good for me so why should I buy them their lunch In other words, I'll only be generous to somebody who will show me generosity back. They've never blessed me, so why should I bless them? They've never been generous to me, so why should I be generous to them? That is the way the world works. It may not be the way that you work, and it may not be the way that you think the world works, but it might be worth just having a conversation with a few different people around this. You know, some people are naturally generous. But for many people, generosity is not, our uh, mercifulness is not at the heart of their decision making. 
It's not at the heart of their decision making because they live in a transactional world. What can I get out of this relationship? What can I cash in later down the line so I can get what I want out of this relationship? So what does the kingdom say? What does the kingdom of God say? Because this is what Jesus is announcing. In the Sermon on the Mount, he's announcing how the kingdom works. And Jesus says, bless others even though they will never pay you back. It's not because they can't pay you back, because they won't pay you back. They don't want to pay you back. And be merciful. Merciful to others even when they are choosing not to be merciful to you. This is not about a transaction. Jesus says, blessed are the merciful. Blessed are those that function out of a heart of generosity, compassion, and then this action on compassion, which is being merciful. Blessed are those who function in mercy. And Jesus unpacks this behavior numbers of times in the scriptures having this heart of mercifulness uh, i want to give you two examples both from jesus's teaching and uh, one is later in the sermon on the mount and actually if you read through the sermon on the mount this this behavior of being merciful is riddled through the sermon it's like the backbone of the sermon on the mount because it's a window into the nature and character of god the nature and character of God is a God of compassion and mercy. That's how God behaves towards us. And it's what Jesus is showing us what that looks like in the Sermon on the Mount. So I just want to read a couple of passages to you. So the first one is Matthew 7 verses 1 to 5. It says this, Do not judge or you will be judged. For in the same way others judge or you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you so when jesus is talking about judgment here about being judging people look if you are going around judging people then you will be shown the same behavior back to you by god so in the, in the way that you behave towards others is how god will behave towards you how you live this life of compassion and mercy will be how god lives towards you with compassion and mercy so do not judge. And then it goes on to say, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time you've got a plank in your own? You hypocrite. The word hypocrite means performer on a stage. You performer. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the plank from your brother's eye. Hey, friends, if you're going to go around being judgy towards people then just be aware of what you've got going on in your own life. But if you are merciful, choosing to see beyond the speck in your brother's eye, then that's how God will behave towards you. So do not judge, because that is how you will be judged. For the same way you judge others, then you will be judged in that way. The same measure towards you, Jesus says. So we can be people who are like you know the hypocrite the performer the pharisee where we're going around pointing the finger condemning and judging and wagging the finger at others and jesus says look if that's how you want to behave that's how god will behave towards you he'll use the same measure against you but actually if you want god to be compassionate towards you then you need to be compassionate to others so blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy 
which then you could turn it into a, a, a you know the world's beatitude the opposite would be um blessed are those that judge for you'll be judged in the same way you know you could turn it on its head essentially what jesus is doing so jesus says do not judge be merciful then he unpacks this further in a really practical outworking in luke chapter 14 verses 12 and he says this jesus then says to his host when you're having a lunch or a dinner do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or a rich neighbor around for they will invite you back and in the same way uh, you will be paid for what you did when you give a feast invite the poor the crippled and the lame the blind uh, and you will be blessed because they are not able to pay you back god will repay you on the on that day uh, the good people when they rise from death when one of the men sitting at his table heard this he said to jesus how happy are those who sit down at the feast in the kingdom of god so jesus says look this is what mercifulness looks like um, invite people around for dinner that are not going to invite you back and then because there's, there's that whole thing isn't there like if you invite somebody around you are kind of expecting them to invite you back for dinner and uh, we went through this for years back you know we'd invite people around for dinner and they'd never invite us back and we were like hang on but like, isn't that the rule do you not inv get invited back no mercifulness is when you invite people around you say come for dinner come for dinner and you have no expectation of ever being invited back for theirs for dinner um the opposite the world says you invite somebody around you gosh you you better be invited back if not shame on them that's not the way of the kingdom the way of the kingdom is to work with mercy inviting people around for dinner not expecting them to invite you back and this is why jesus uses this image here you know he says look invite the cripple invite the poor invite the lame invite those that are never going to invite you back because that's how god will repay you on on the day that you rise from death this is what it looks like this is what mercy looks like living with this generosity living in such a way uh, that you have no expectation on other people um, no expectation on their behavior but you're choosing to behave in the way that god behaves so let me just try and unpack this just a little bit more for us. i want to try and make this practical and i want to call this everyday mercy what does this mercy this everyday mercy look like i'm just going to give you some silly examples you may have other examples that you think are better examples of this but these are my silly examples so everyday mercy is giving up your seat on the bus or on the tube or on the train as if you're about to leave anyway rather than making that individual feel like you are doing them a favor choosing to get up and look like you're walking off rather than doing that big deal take my seat mercy is just getting up as if you are already getting up mercy is not tutting or huffing or puffing when somebody uh doesn't realize that they've jumped in the line ahead of you i was in a queue the other day uh in fact it was at the pharmacy there was a queue about six of us this individual walked in on their mobile phone not realizing that there was a queue i think they just thought we were waiting for our prescriptions or something they walked right to the head of the queue and they just started talking to the person across the counter totally nowhere and two or three individuals in front of me did this thing where they were huffing oh, can't, can't believe that you making such a noise about it trying to get the person's attention so they knew that they'd done something wrong friends mercy is not huffing and puffing but choosing to breathe in and letting it go 
Blessed are the merciful. Just letting it go. Mercy is not looking, commenting, or gesturing when a person in front of you at the checkout and their card isn't working, they've lost their pin, uh, they ain't got money in the account, their coupon isn't working or something like that, or their child is having a tantrum. Mercy is not looking, commenting, or gesturing, or huffing and puffing. Mercy is just showing mercy. Just biding your time, holding back, lowering your blood pressure, breathing in, letting it go on, and just enjoying life while I'm getting stressed out. Friends, mercy is when you have been wronged, but you do not make it difficult for the offender to apologize. In fact, you don't even wait for them to find a moment to apologize. You choose to forgive them faster, faster than the offender can apologize. So mercy gives the other person the benefit of the doubt, even when you're not sure they've realized yet they've even done something wrong. Friends, mercy is being charitable with your time, your money, or your energy, and your rights. One of the things I come across all the time in East London is people say, it's my right! It's my right to demand this. It is my right to demand that. And behaving with this moral high ground of my rights. Being somebody merciful is somebody who chooses to be charitable with their rights. It's my right choosing to be charitable towards somebody else with your rights. And one last one here. What about this? Mercy welcomes you fully aware that doing so will disrupt my plans. Mercy welcomes you fully aware that the act may disrupt my plans. Everyday mercy, choosing to be merciful, compassionate and look for re- re- like ways of acting out, living out this mercifulness. So I want to land by asking you this question. Am I showing mercy? Am I showing mercy or am I somebody who shows legalism? Am I somebody who shows that it's important that you know that I'm right? Or are you somebody who chooses to show mercy? Jesus says, you're in a good place. You're in the hands of God when you are merciful for then in that place you too will be shown mercy in other words if you want God to have mercy towards you and all of your actions all of your sins all of your eagle um, eagle deeds evil deeds all of the ways that you are falling short if you want God to show you mercy then be somebody who shows mercy sometimes it's really interesting isn't it Uh, We want God to be merciful to us and we want him to pass judgment on others. We want him to be kind towards us and pass judgment on others. But Jesus says, no, that's not how the kingdom works. You're in a good place. You're in the hands of God. You're blessed when you are merciful to others for then you too will be shown mercy. That is the upside down kingdom and that is how Jesus is correcting our 
thinking. So at any point, you think you've got to defend your rights. You've got to show to be strong, show to be right, stand your ground. It might be worth asking yourself, am I functioning out of the kingdom of this world? Or am I functioning out of the kingdom of God, showing mercy and compassion? Friends, I pray that that might sink deep. And that as it sinks deep, it may be a revelation to you towards who God is and how God behaves towards you. And I pray this transforms your Monday, your Wednesday life, your Friday life, not just your Sunday life. So becoming people who show mercy. Friends, until next time, grace and peace. <laughs>